you're entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. Side mission. I, like always, am your host, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys, Kyle Lynch, Matt Beck. And last week, boys, we talked about the Xbox side of things. We talked about the medium, the newest Xbox Game Pass game. Well, this week, we're talking about a PlayStation Plus game, and it's a relatively big one considering this was supposed to be a PlayStation 5 launch game. It's Destruction All-Stars, and I know that we've all put a, enough time in to learn a couple characters, to get get a general feel of the gameplay, and I'm kind of curious, so Kyle, we'll start with you. What are some of your overall thoughts about this game? I would say, first, like, when you first start up the game, I think the, the my first impression was, wow, this game is very over-the-top, it's very eccentric, and I really enjoy the way that it feels because it's like you're in this arena, you know, with 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 all these other cars. And and the point of the game is to uh, one of the game modes is to basically you're just trying to wreck other people's cars for points. And it's just so chaotic, but at the same time, it it feels so simple. And I I really enjoyed just the the startup, the the countdown, you're seeing all the characters, uh, you know, stretching and getting ready to run, and then you just go into it, it kind of gets that adrenaline running, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting, I, I, uh, I really, really enjoy the game's environment, and the way it feels, uh, uh, I know we've been playing a lot of, um, the game mode Carnado, where the objective of the game mode is to wreck other people's cars, uh, hit people who are outside of their cars, basically do uh, anything you can to build up points. And then once you have a substantial amount of points, you wreck your car in the middle into the, what is a giant tornado, and the points go to your team. Except uh, if your car gets wrecked while you're still holding on to points, you lose all those points. Or if you jump out of your car to get into a different one before you've wrecked your car, you lose those points as well. So... Uh, I think it's a really interesting game mode. Uh, I know we've played a, a good bit of it, and we've just really been enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. I think that the gameplay is something in this game that really shines. It's like you said, it feels very smooth. Uh, that was the first thing I really noticed when I queued it up and it took me through the tutorial was the driving. I've played a lot of driving games, you know, whether it be Forza, GTA, what have you. I, there's a lot of games out there that when it comes to driving, sometimes it feels too stiff, sometimes it feels too floaty, and I think with like Watch Dogs Legion, that's what I would have described the driving as, was kind of floaty. It felt like you were floating instead of driving. And so, when this game came out, and I noticed that it was as smooth as it was, as responsive as it was, I feel like the gameplay is just a big strength of this game. Matt, talk about the gameplay. What were your first impressions of the overall, of just the experience of playing Destruction All-Stars? Okay, so I definitely wanted to point out how smooth everything runs in this game. I haven't had any frame rates dropped. I haven't had like any bugs or crashes or anything like that. Um, I, I absolutely love how it. I believe it's running at a at a sixty frames, um, and it looks beautiful. Like the colors are vibrant. The game is just I. I it's, it's an addicting game, and there's not much there as far as modes go right now. So I definitely hope that we see some future support in that game. And I hope the game is doing well enough in order to get that future support. Um, but I also wanted to comment as well on the controls as well. Um, when I was starting off in the, uh, 
starting off the tutorial, I, I kind of got like a, a Rocket League vibe from it with the driving. I didn't play like a lot of Rocket League, but I can kind of see some inspiration there. Um, I think that the on foot sections, like when you are uh, outside of your vehicle, it's actually really nicely done too as well. You know, you don't want to stay out of your, your vehicle for too long. So, and I think it's really nice that there are, are cars everywhere. There's always an option to choose from. Uh, you don't normally go without having a car for too long unless you're just, you know, uh, on purpose play, play, playing that way. Um, I think that some of my favorite game modes as well, uh, because we talked about Carnado, was I actually don't typically like free-for-all uh, matches, but I really enjoyed Mayhem. I think it's just, a, it's just super chaotic, which is something I extremely enjoy in these kind of games. Um, I think the way that the uh, the cars... Uh, the, the 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 actual destruction itself is really is, uh really nice as well um there's just there's a lot going on there's a lot to keep up with and i think that it's a lot of fun and and i uh definitely wanted to try it some more of the game modes as well i think another one i tried out was a uh, stockpile which is another team-based mode where you uh drop gears in order to pick up those gears um you have to actually be on foot in order to collect them and then get back in your vehicle and then you uh there's like three uh separate uh like points uh where you go to drop off the gears to raise your score so there's a lot to do in this game um i can definitely see myself continue playing it especially with you guys online it's it's, it's a lot of fun i agree i think that there is one criticism I have that is pretty major in terms of the game modes is that this game only launched with four, and I really think that it would have been it would have definitely benefited from having more game modes because Carnado is the one I've played the most, and I've played a little bit of Mayhem, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, Free For All, again, is something that I'm not a huge fan of, like Matt, but it's something that I feel like this game just does really well because, you know, Kyle, you mentioned when we talked about it, the sound design, and I feel like that's what... That's part of, as crazy as it sounds, part of what keeps me coming back because the sounds of the cars running into each other at high speeds, for some reason, that sound is so addicting. And it's it's captured really, really well in this sound engine. And so I think that the sound design, the controls, the gameplay, it's all very much a massive positive of this game. And I think it's something that we expected when we first saw it. When we first you know, saw this game revealed... I think that the main thing we all knew is that it was going to be mainly multiplayer. We weren't expecting there to be any kind of a story or anything like that, but that's okay because there we've seen plenty of games released nowadays that are multiplayer focused. I think Call of Duty year by year is becoming more multiplayer focused. Fortnite is obviously a thing. Apex Legends. Uh, there's plenty of games out there that are multiplayer only, so there's definitely a market for a game like this. Now, the one thing we do have to talk about is that this is a great game, and I put this on Twitter, I think this is a great game when it works properly. And the problem is, is that it only works properly about 60% of the time. What do I mean by that? Well, the matchmaking is probably one of the worst matchmaking systems I've seen in a game recently. And it's not because it's putting you against people that are just higher level than you. I don't think your level ultimately matters that much. I mean... Characters are going to take forever to master, in my opinion, so that's not really a big deal. But it felt too too often, especially when I was playing with one of or both of you, that we would get put into a lobby where we would be on a team of three or a team of four going up against a team of eight. And you can't tell me that there's no way possible to balance that better and that they didn't think about that and think about how to better balance that. You don't see that in Call of Duty a lot where, you know, you're a team of 10 going up against a team of 3. 
That doesn't happen a lot. At least I would hope it doesn't. You know, in my experience, it hasn't. But that's a big negative for me is that – and the problem also is that if you get put on a team of eight against a team of, like, say, four, Kyle, we discovered that that almost benefits the team that's smaller because it's fewer targets, and if they play out of their vehicles, they can rack up points really quickly. Oh, yeah. I think we played we, we played a whole game where the other team was just outside of the car the entire time, and, you know, I, I feel like it, it heavily benefited them being able to uh, – when so when you're in the car, it's almost difficult to hit the people who are on foot, and you know that's the part of you know the game where to get points is you have to wreck other people's cars or you've got to hit them while they're on foot. But when you're on foot, you can activate traps in the playfield, and you get points if a car runs into your trap or if you do damage to their car. So by making it available to have somebody as a smaller target. And also, there were there were less of them than there were of us, so there was basically just a bunch of targets for them because they could just go after all of our teammates and you know use all these traps and hit all of our cars without us being able to really do a lot of damage to them and build points quickly. And it ended up giving them the advantage, and they were able to build up points so much faster because we just couldn't do anything to them. And it it definitely definitely needs to be balanced because. This game, like we mentioned before, was supposed to be a PS5 launch title, and I think that it was a good. I think it was good that they delayed it because there's, you know, I can I can see a lot of gameplay issues that probably would have been a problem if they had released this back in November, and definitely needed polishing. But I think that in doing that, they may have neglected maybe the the multiplayer aspect in itself. If they didn't think of well, what if an entire team jumps out of their cars? Or they didn't think of, well, why you know, why don't we add more game modes than just two to play with? You know, that was that was one of my biggest complaints is that there's only two game modes that you can play with friends, and there are two game modes that you can play solo. And I feel like that, you know, the the delay while it was ultimately good, I feel like they probably didn't think a lot about, you know, uh, balancing the multiplayer, polishing it as much as it should have been. I think that the other major, major issue that this game runs into is that balancing factor. It's that the hitboxes are kind of wonky sometimes, especially when it comes to, you know, on-foot companions or on-foot enemies. Um, I also think that, you know, we talk about lack of content, and this is what actually the major issue I was about to get into. When you talk about lack of content, that doesn't just come in the form of game modes. There's not a lot of maps in this game either. I think there's three, three or four. There's, uh, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong here. I think there's there's the Las Vegas Bowl, which is literally just a circle. There's the Barcelona Rectangle, and then there was one other. I don't remember what exactly it was, but I think there's three maps. And a game like this, you really need to have a little bit more content. And it's you know, Matt, we talked about like, is this going to be a limited time PlayStation Plus game? And I think that's so far that's been the prevailing theme is that maybe this is just a a really nice beta of the game. Maybe this isn't the full game. But it kind of worries me a little bit about the main release if it is only a limited time P- PlayStation, you know, plus game. It worries me about the longevity of it. Like why not give us more modes now? And also, we then have to face the argument of is this game worth $70? So Matt, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, to answer that last question, no, um, it is not worth seventy dollars, and this is not like calling out any like 
anyone on the pricing issues there. It just does not come off as like a full-blown uh, retail release. And I think it fits more so along the PlayStation Plus uh, side of things, just a lot better, kind of like with uh, Medium on the Game Pass. Uh, it's just a game I would not pay full price for. Uh, there's just not nearly enough content out there to justify a $70 price tag. So I'm very glad that in the in the long run with the game getting delayed, that we didn't have to pay that much money for this launch title. And I see... I see uh, like a lot of the potential here. Like I think future game modes, like they did a great job on on the characters themselves. It's a it's a vibrant, uh, quality number of characters to choose from, and I think that anyone who picks up this game will instantly find a character that they really like. Like that's how we all did it. And um, again, it just there's just so much that lacks. And again, I think one thing that y'all mentioned about the uh, the balancing issues is I have noticed them myself as well. And I, I do hope that uh, enough feedback gets back to the devs and they kind of just go over these issues and future uh, patches and then they kind of fix that stuff. And maybe uh, adding a feature game mode that requires you to have to be out of your vehicle. That's just nothing, you know, like being out of there. Just use what you have in this game and just you know, go wild with it. You got this a fantastic concept and it's a lot of fun to play when it works. It works really well. And I would like to see them just kind of keep building up on what they have and new stuff in the future, which will be super exciting to see. Um, but again, I just don't agree that I, I don't even think right now that I would pay 40 for it. Maybe that's just me being harsh. Um, so I kind of hope that this is one of those titles that stays on PlayStation Plus and does not, uh, you know, just kind of keep it the the free-to-play option like Fortnite and all those other games like that that are super successful, that have kind of similar concepts. When I mean, they, those games first came out, there wasn't much to do either, but look at them now. They've blown up. They're super popular. They got many, many, many modes and continue thriving and staying at the top of, you know, people's... Like, favorite games and I, I definitely think destruction all-stars could fit that uh that as well i agree and i you know i don't think i don't think your point on the price i don't think that's too harsh at all because i'm the same i don't know if i would pay 40 dollars for this right now i don't know if i'd pay 30 to be honest um this is very much a game that again like you mentioned could go the Fortnite route of let's just add content in for free and let's introduce microtransactions and when i say introduce i mean it's not really introducing because they're already there so, I mean, there's already microtransactions in the game. And I have no problem with that as long as they're, you know, only only cosmetics. I have no problem if they are only cosmetics. So, I think that what you're saying about them going the Fortnite route, that's absolutely something I would agree with. Is that if it goes the Fortnite route, this could very much be a game that is in people's multiplayer rotation. At least I believe so, because the multiplayer is really, really fun in this game, again, when it works. But you also mentioned the characters, and that's what we're going to touch on next. So, Kyle, we'll start with you. We all picked a couple a couple characters to kind of main and kind of get a feel for so we could talk about them in depth. What characters did you choose? Um, I, one of my favorite characters is Boxtop. Um, I really enjoy his abilities, mainly his, uh, his on-foot character ability. Um, when you activate it, it shoots out these boxes that uh, land on the ground, and... Um, your allies can come out of their cars and pick up the boxes and it fills up their ability meter. And uh, so what your ability meter does is basically it allows you to use your uh, character ability on foot or you can call in your, um, your character's vehicle, your hero vehicle. 
and uh, it, it's kind of like a support character. I really enjoy that, and his um, his vehicle ability sends out this drone that when you bash people, um, his drone will actually uh, attach itself to their car and deal consistent damage until the drone blows up. Um, another one I really enjoyed was Fuego. Uh, he's more of a, a heavy damage character. Like he, uh, so when you activate his ability in his car, um, it sets his whole car on fire. And I really, really enjoyed playing as him because when when you're in such a chaotic game that it's built around mainly the amount of damage that you do, having these you know kind of kind of faster, heavy damage characters is a real benefit to balancing out the team. Because when you set your car on fire as Fuego, if somebody so much as hits your car, touches your car, you know, even if they're doing damage to you, it sets their car on fire. And so you're still building points. And so he's kind of like an easier character, kind of, I wouldn't say a, a beginner character, but somebody you can, you know, kind of use to build points quickly in game modes like Carnado and Mayhem, you know, and... I don't know. I just I just felt that he was a he was an easier character to play as, and um, my final one was uh, this character called. Now I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it, and I'm probably going to get butchered for this, but it's J I A N Jin. But he has uh, his ability um, is when his uh, so when you activate his car or his his hero car ability. Uh, spikes come out of his car, and obviously another big DPS character. Uh, when you ram into him, it does extra damage. And uh, it, I noticed that when um, you activate it, and there are multiple cars around you, the spikes will actually extend to hit their cars, and sometimes can deal enough damage to immediately KO that car. Yeah, I think you pronounce his name right. I think it's Gian. I think that's what it is. Or I mean, yeah, yeah. we we don't know at the end of the day. But but I I, I like that you had more of a damage focused. Uh, Matt, what were some of the characters you focused on? Um, so starting off, um, the character that you start off with in the tutorial is Shift, and I like his design. Honestly, kind of gives me this uh, uh kind of Daft Punk look because he's just got like this um you know, robotic mask on and you start off with him in the tutorial and it kind of just gives you the, uh, the, the idea of what these characters are able to do. And, you know, so like one of his abilities, I, I do like the fact that he has a cloaking device. He turns invisible, makes it almost impossible uh, for, you know, other enemies to see you, especially if you're like trying to jump on their vehicles. It's like really awesome. Doesn't even show up on uh, the enemies, radars, mini maps. Uh, also what I, I did want to speak out about hero vehicles. It's the fact that I like how they're integrated into this game as if they're like a character itself, because just like your character has a special ability, the vehicles have special abilities, which I think is a fantastic addition. And with uh shifts, of vehicle ability, his, um, you know, again, he gets to go invisible, which in a game like this can come, uh, can come in really handy, you know, it's just like sneak up on an enemy, get like a, a good, um, crash into them. And, uh, the other character that I had, uh, I haven't played many of them because once I kind of stick with the character, I, I just, you know, it's it's not very often that I switch it around. But the other character that I had was Angelo, and he's not that, uh, not that, you know, he doesn't stick out that much in my honest opinion compared to some of these other ones I've seen. But I did enjoy his uh, hero vehicle uh, ability. 
And so his on-foot ability is he uh, basically, when he's jumping around, he emits like a bright flashing light, which makes it almost impossible for your enemy to see. As you kind of notice, I have this thing with um, with Shift and Angelo being characters that are almost, you know, kind of cause a distraction. Like you can't see them or something flashes and blinds you. And then his uh, hero vehicle ability is kind of a, a lock-on. So once you hit L1, you lock on into an enemy. And then as you start speeding towards them, you get closer to them, like you're going faster. And when you crash into them, you do a little uh, higher damage. And I thought that those two, for me, kind of stuck out. I like that we all kind of pick different characters because I I focused on a couple different ones as well. The first one that I want to mention, and this is the one that I just was immediately drawn to when I played the game, that was Lupita. And Lupita was one, I, I don't know if it was just the style of the character or the way her car looked or what have you, but I loved the design of the character and I decided to just kind of go from there and, you know, see what I could do. And I think the cool part about this is that I, I described this game as kind of having a, a Overwatch meets Rocket League kind of vibe to it because your character has some special abilities that are different from everybody else and their hero vehicle has different abilities from every everyone else. And what I like about Lupita's is Lupita's is very similar to, I think, Angelo's in the sense that her job almost is to just cause chaos everywhere and to act almost as a distraction. So both in her hero vehicle and just on foot, her big abilities are the fact that she can leave a fire trail behind her and anybody that goes through it, if it's a car, it immediately ignites and does damage. If it's a player character, they die on impact. So there's a lot of usefulness to that. And then the one in the car, obviously, it's a more intensified flame. It does that damage to the cars, but it does even more damage. I think it does, I want to say, 20 per second. So, I mean, imagine if you're on fire for, you know, four or five seconds, you're losing 80, 80 to 100 of your health. And then, of course, you know, enemies on foot, they just die immediately. Um, the character I have put the most time in, though, has been Ratu, or Ratu. I think it's, it's one of the two. I have to listen to how the announcers say their name. But... Uh, this is one that's very similar to, I want to say, Fuego in the sense that her entire character build is around dealing as much damage in as little time as possible. So my games where I've had big damage numbers, where I've dealt, you know, 1,000 damage, or 800 damage, 900 damage, um, her hero ability in her vehicle is that it builds up the ability as you hit other cars... And then when you build up enough and you're able to use it, it sends out this shockwave that destroys every vehicle within a certain amount of space within it. And it is one that I've racked up 50 to 80 points every time I've used it. And every time I've been able to get it off and done a lot of damage, my teams have typically won the game. So I love those abilities. And then finally, another one that's really big on damage dealing, uh, Blue Fang. And Blue Fang is this really cool... It's almost like... um, What's his name? King from Tekken, I think. Uh, I know, Kyle, you're more of the fighting game expert, so if you know who I'm talking about. The tiger, the fighting yeah. tiger from Tekken. It's pretty much yeah. like that character. And I, I think that its hero vehicle is my favorite design because when you use its ability, it sends out all these gigantic saw blades out of the front that if you hit anybody head on and you're going full speed, they're done for. They're destroyed and you're getting at least 15 points out of it. So I think we can all agree that the biggest strengths in this game are the gameplay and the characters because there's so much diversity. We didn't even get to talk much about a character like Harmony, who I love her special ability of, again, just being able to deal damage out to like anyone that is within a certain distance from you. And I think that the character, the diversity, is one of the strongest things in this game. I love that we all pick different characters to main 
And they all felt more than playable or more than usable. I don't think any of us really encountered any issues. You know, I tried to use Genesis a little bit. She's kind of the the cover character, kind of like your uh, Tracer from Overwatch. But uh, it wasn't really didn't really fit my play style. But to close on this, boys, Kyle, we'll start with you. What's the one improvement you would like to see most in this game? Personally, I would like to see more game modes. Um... I really, really like this game, and I really enjoy playing it, and its biggest strength is the multiplayer when you're playing with friends, because, yes, it is a fun game solo, but me personally, I enjoy playing these kinds of games with my friends, and I think my biggest negative is that there's only two game modes that I can play with my friends, so I would really enjoy... I would also like to see them bring a multiplayer version of Gridfall and Mayhem. If I'm being specific, I'd like to see at least multiplayer versions of those game modes, but I'd also like to see just more game modes in general. Matt, what about you? Where where are you hoping to see some improvement as this game goes along? We've still got the rest of the month of the February at least with it. If that is, if it's a time to uh, you know time PS Plus exclusive, what do you want to see improved though? This is probably not going to be a commonly asked for one, but to be honest, it's as like with Overwatch, you have this amazing cast of characters. And you want to see them interact and maybe more than just like play the game. So to be honest, I kind of would like to see a a single player. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a really deep single player because obviously the game mechanics are are there. We know how the game will play. But I think some cutscenes with these characters, like some voice acting, I think that that would be really cool. And it's just something that when you have such a powerful cast of characters, just like the way they look. Um, you you want to see you want to see characterization, you want to see character development, even, and I think that that would be pretty cool if they decided to add a single player in the future. Kyle, I feel like you said it best when we talked about it a few days ago. Xbox got the medium, and for some reason, PlayStation Plus got the better game in Destruction All Stars, in my opinion. I think that me and you both agreed on that. Um, again. It's a game that you can play for free. I think that's its biggest strength is right now you can play it for free on PlayStation Plus. Obviously, you have to be a PlayStation Plus member. It's worth it. I mean, if you're not already and you're on a PS5, what's wrong with you? But I, I think we can agree that it's a solid game that has mixed results at times. But when it's running at full capacity, this is a game with real potential. It needs to be balanced. There needs to be more game modes added. And the matchmaking system needs to be improved. But if they do all of that, this could be a heavy hitter and a heavier hitter than we were expecting it to be when it was originally a launch game. Back when Target had its little snafu on its website and all of its PlayStation 5 stuff was like 99 cents, I remember buying this, or quote-unquote buying this game when Kyle woke me up at 3 a.m. in the morning about it. Uh, I think that I'd pay a little bit more than 99 cents for it, but it being free doesn't hurt. But that is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at Side Mission Pod and our YouTube channel, Side Mission Podcast. For Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck, I'm Rusty Ellis. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.